Bo, and welcome to Heavenly Manor with Milton Harris. Now, on today's broadcast, we want to go back into Isaiah chapter 9 and verse number 6 and finish up, Lord willing, our thought that we started last week, the names and titles of the Christ of Christmas. And then the Word of God we see here, for unto us a child is born. Again, this is speaking of the Lord Jesus Christ's humanity, 100% man. Unto us a son is given. This is speaking of his deity, 100% God. So Jesus Christ is 100% man, 100% God. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. Well, we know that that's not taking place yet, but it will when he comes back and he sets up his kingdom and he rules and reigns and governs the whole world. And his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. And so as we look at this wonderful time of the year and we uh, talk about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, we can see here, again, his humanity, his deity. We see that one day, the government of the whole world will be up on his shoulder. I'm glad today that uh, our sins and our lives and everything about us is up on his shoulders. Uh, and I'm going to tell you what, his shoulders are strong enough to carry uh, and help us with our burdens and the cares of this life. But in the future, there is coming that day when he will sit up and he will rule and reign. Isaiah promised it here. Uh, the angel Gabriel promised that to Mary uh, when he approached her and said uh, the same thing that he would sit upon the throne of his father David. Again, Matthew's gospel makes it very clear in the genealogy that he is the descendant of Abraham and descendant of David. Now, Luke's genealogy carries us all the way back to Adam. But Matthew, who approaches and lets, Jesus, lets us know that Jesus Christ, he, Matthew was talking mainly to the Jews and pointing out he is there the king of the Jews. Uh, he is in line and he is in the lineage to rule and to reign. And one day he will rule and reign as Isaiah has prophesied here. But as we begin to look at some names and titles, last week we talked about that name Emmanuel, God with us. And we saw that uh, here in uh, uh, Isaiah uh, 7, 14. Well, let me look, just flip back over right quick and read that again. And then we look, uh, 7, 14. Therefore, the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. And in Matthew 1, 23, he says, Behold, a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, being interpreted is God with us. Now, we know that uh, some of the scholars today are trying to say that that word means young lady. doesn't necessarily mean virgin in the Hebrew. But as you study, you'll find that that word in the Hebrew is the strongest sense of a virtuous woman. 
But in Matthew's gospel here, when the Lord Jesus Christ spoke, the Greek word does literally mean a virtuous woman, a woman that has never known a man. And so we know that Mary was a virgin and that the Holy Spirit came upon her. And that's how the conception of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, came into place. He said, and the angel answered and said unto her, the Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. So we know that uh, here that was how the Lord Jesus Christ was conceived. God with us. He came in the flesh. John 1.14 says, And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And so we see Emmanuel, God with us, God coming literally in the flesh. Well, the Jesus, Jehovah's salvation, it's the Old Testament word uh, there, Joshua. We find uh, in the word of God that uh, it was told that his name would be Jesus. We know that from Matthew one twenty one. He said, Thou shalt call his name Jesus. The angel Gabriel said, Thou shalt call his name Jesus. And for unto us a child is born, his humanity. That's just what the word Jesus speaks And speaks of him coming in the flesh. First John 4, 2, he said, Hereby know you the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. So Jesus, Jehovah is salvation. Then Christ, literally means the anointing one. It's the same Hebrew word for Messiah. He was and is the Messiah. Unto us a son is given. And so then we begin to get into these five names or titles that have been given to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Uh, we talked some about wonderful. We want to finish up there. Wonderful here literally means to excite, marvelous, to cause astonishment, amazing, extraordinary, miraculous, incredible. Well, that describes our Lord, don't it? But he's wonderful in his person, in his spiritual birth. We find that uh, there he was conceived of the Holy Spirit. We see that in his spiritual birth. We saw and talked about his sinless life. Uh, for uh, in Hebrews 4.15, For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched, the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. First Peter two twenty two, who did no see sin, excuse me, who did no sin, neither was guile found in his mouth. So we see uh here that uh he's wonderful in his person, his spiritual birth, sinless life, but how about his sacrificial and, and substitutional death? We began to talk about that, how uh in Hebrews he said who needeth not, this is seven twenty seven, who needeth not daily as those high priests to offer up sacrifice first for his own sins and then for the people. For this he did once when he offered up himself. And again in 914 uh, there, he said, How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. And so we find uh, there it's a sacrificial death. But how about substitutional death? He said, for 
he have made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God. Ah, uh, so we see that in Second Corinthians five twenty one. I thought about it for this man, after he'd offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down on the right hand of God. That's our Savior. That's Jesus Christ. He is wonderful, isn't he? He is wonderful. Wonderful in his purpose, uh, in his person, spiritual birth, sinless life, sacrificial, substitute. But how about that supernatural resurrection? In Romans 1, 14, said, And declared to be the Son of God with power, according to the Spirit of holiness, by the resurrection from the dead. In Romans 8, 11, But if the Spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Jesus from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by the Spirit that dwelleth in you. Aren't you thankful? Uh I thought about in 1 Corinthians 15, he said, But now is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruit of them that slept. For since by man cometh death, by man came also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. But every man in his own order, Christ the first fruits, after that they are Christ at his coming. Jesus Christ is the first fruits. We're the harvest. We're going out uh, when he comes back for his children, for his people. So we see he's wonderful in his person. He's wonderful in his preaching. How about that? John 7, 46. The officers answered, never a man spake like this man. I'm going to tell you what. He was wonderful uh, in his person. He was wonderful in his preaching. Then let me say not only that, but he was wonderful in his power. Think about this, Luke five twenty six. It says, and they were all amazed, and they glorified God, and were filled with fear, saying, We have seen strange things today. I'm going to tell you what, uh, folks, uh, think about this. John 21, let me read this first. John 21, 25, and there are also many other things which Jesus did, in which, if they should be written, everyone, I suppose, that even the world itself could not contain the books that shall be that should be written. Amen. Wonderful in his power. Wonderful in his power. Well, I'll tell you what we find over in Matthew chapter 8, verses 14 through 15. It's wonderful in his power and healing the sick. Uh, here we find uh, in the word of God that he uh, heals. Aren't you glad that the Lord Jesus Christ has such power? And by the way, it's he that heals today, not man, but it's the Lord Jesus Christ that does the healing. In Matthew chapter 8, verses 14 through 15, he said that, and when Jesus was coming to Peter's house, he saw his, his wife's mother laid and sick of a fever. And he touched her hand, and the fever left her, and she arose and ministered unto them. In other words, she arose and she served them. So he's wonderful in his power and healing uh, here today. 
Aren't you glad of that? He's wonderful in his person. He's wonderful in his preaching. He's wonderful in his power to healing the sick. But how about this? Uh, not only in his power to heal the sick, but how about the feeding the hungry? In Matthew chapter 14, uh, there we read about how he fed the 5,000 plus. Uh, there, how he took the five loaves and two fishes and he, and he blessed it and it fed. Some have estimated it could have been up to 20,000 people. Uh, there, some we all we, we know for sure it was 5,000, uh, and again, could be many more there present. But in his power, he took and he blessed the five loaves and he blessed the fish, and there, praise God, uh, there fed the hungry. Well, he was wonderful in his power, healing the physically sick, he's wonderful in his power and feeding the hungry. Praise God. He's wonderful in his power, saving the lost. In Romans 10, 9 and 10, he said, If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus Christ, and shalt believe in thy heart God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For if the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And I like verse 13. And whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Praise God. I'm glad to be a whosoever. And isn't it wonderful to know that he has a power. He's wonderful in his power to save a lost sinner like me. Back in 1969, as a little eight-year-old boy, I went to that altar and asked the Lord Jesus Christ to save me out there. And, the, and he did exactly what he said he'd do. I put my faith and trust in him. And I called upon him. And I'm going to tell you, listener, today, if you're lost, if you'll put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, if you'll call upon him and ask him to forgive you of your sins and to save your lost soul, I'm glad he promised that whosoever shall call upon them, the name of the Lord shall be saved. So I'm glad that he's wonderful in this person. He's wonderful in his preaching. He's wonderful in his power. He's wonderful in his purpose. His purpose was what? To rescue and redeem. Luke 19.10 For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. Well, dear listen, I've run out of time again. May the Lord bless till next time.